0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, last weekend was a great weekend. We had NASCAR, IndyCar, IMSA, SRX, and a whole lot more all on the same day. Saturday, Sunday, pretty, pretty good. Well, I didn't get to watch any of it live. I was at Luxor Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana for Monster Jam. Three shows, two days. It was pretty, pretty fun. So the... Lineup was Avenger and Jim Kohler, Chris Kohler, his son in Axe, Falcon Dragonoid, Ryan Anderson, Black Pearl, Cole Fenard. In his return to Gravedigger, it was Adam Anderson, Max D and Tom Ment, Megalodon Tristan England, Mark Warrior Bryce Kenny, Monster Energy Todd LaDuke, Monster Mutt Dalmatian Galaxy and Lindsey Reed, Overboard and Jamie Garner, and then Baromusauer in Zombie. So, Let's start with the results of Saturday, the first of two events on Saturday. And it, we start with racing at each and every single Monster Jam show. And in the final round of racing, Todd the Duke and Monster Energy defeated Barry Musaur and Zombie. Todd the Duke, back in 2020, was undefeated in the two shows at Luxor Stadium, going 7 0. He is now 10 0. As of the first show. Because he won against Barmer Sauer and Zombie. So in three shows, he won three racing championships. So good for Todd the Duke there. Great Clip Skills Challenge went to Max D with a 9.323. Freestyle went to Gravedigger with a 9.513. Now for the overall event points championship. So... We always going to be explaining this each and every single weekend. In stadiums, there are 12 competitors. If you win a competition, you get 12 points. You get points for every uh, every competition. So if you win, you get 12. Second place get 11. Third, 10. All the way down to 12, getting one point. So, whoever has the most points at the end of each event wins the overall event championship. And in this case, Gravedigger and Adam Anderson had 28 out of a possible 36 points. So... He would win the overall event championship. We go to Saturday evening now. After about six hours. See, I was there uh, for the entire weekend. Because I had some uh, credentials. Which was pretty, pretty cool. And uh, it was a bit of a long time in between shows. So it was about six hours. But we had show two happen. And it began with racing. And Adam Anderson and Gravedigger defeated Bryce Kenny Mohawk Warrior. Then we had the skills challenge, and it was Megalodon and Tristan England with a 9.141 getting the victory. By the way, uh, for those who do not know, Megalodon is not usually driven by Tristan England. He is usually behind the wheel of the dump truck Earthshaker, but because of the limited schedule and the popularity of Megalodon, they put Tristan behind the wheel of Megalodon, and in his first... Stadium event other than a World Finals. Tristan England wins the Skills Challenge in show number two. So that is the competition he is the best at. It's the Skills Challenge. We go now to Freestyle. Tom Max D wins with a 9.567. Ryan Anderson got a 9.563. That's four one-thousandths of a point in between the two. And I actually felt that uh, Ryan Anderson should have won Freestyle. But the fans didn't agree, so Tom ends, Max D wins freestyle, but Ryan Anderson gets the upper hand because Ryan Anderson wins the overall event points championship with 31 out of a possible 36 points. Let's go to Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We start with racing, and it would be Bryce Kenny in the Great Clips Mohawk Warrior, defeating Bakugan Dragonoid, and Ryan Anderson. Then we go to the skills challenge and Tristan England Megalodon, once again, wins the Skills Challenge with 9.363. Very good for young Tristan England. Then we have the Freestyle Competition, and Jamie Garner was behind the Wheel of Overboard on Saturday, but he had some engine failure, and he had to get a new engine, but he didn't have a spare engine in his truck, because he didn't really have that many spare engines, so... He has to go back to his shop. He isn't able to come back in time. So his son, who was competing in Springfield, Missouri, for another promotion, drives from Springfield all the way to Indianapolis, makes the pit party, which is at noon, and is able to win freestyle with a 9.682. And Zach Garner, his son, is 20 years old. He's very, very good. He already has... In stadiums, he already has an overall event championship, a freestyle win, and I think also a uh, skills challenge victory in Atlanta at Atlanta Motor Speedway. That would have been a fun show to go to, but I was thinking of going to it because it was around uh, spring break for me, but alas, I was unable to. Overall event points, standings, Megalodon Tristan England wins 32-36 points. Well, we had IMSA as Detroit Belle Isle. The race that was 100 minutes long, tied with another event near the end of the season That's 100 minutes long for IMSA. The race had two GTLM cars in an exhibition because it wasn't a points race for the GTLM class. 12 GTD cars, 6 DPI cars. Winner, Cadillac Chip Ganassi Racing with Kevin Magson and Ranger Van Der Zahn, who led a combined 64-66 laps. GTLM winner was Corvette Racing's Tommy Milner, Nick Tandy, and GTD winner, Aston Martin's Heart of Racing, with Ross Gunn and Roman DeAngelis. This was Aston Martin's very first IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship win. Race at seven full course uh, yellow laps. Now, NASCAR was at Texas Motor Speedway this weekend for the All-Star Race. We start with the Truck Series. 147 laps, SpeedyCash.com 220, won by Kyle Busch Motorsports' John Hunter His fourth victory this season. And a John Hunter managed to lead 64 of 147 laps and win Stage 1. Zane Smith would win Stage 2. Ross Chastain was disqualified after the race for a failing inspection, and his cup crew chief was suspended from the All-Star Open, and he had to actually start in the back of the pack. We'll talk more about the Arsenal Open race later. The Xfinity Series was also at Texas Motor Speedway. And it was 171 lap. All-skill uniforms, 250. Your winner, Joe Gibbs Racing and Kyle Busch. Second win this year, 99th career Xfinity Series victory. Kyle Busch has said, you know, if I get 200 wins, I'm not going to do any more Xfinity Series races. And uh, he has three races left that he's going to be doing. I believe it's Nashville, it's Road America, and it's Atlanta Motor Speedway. So, those are the three races left on his calendar, and uh, he has 99 wins, and I'd be absolutely shocked if he doesn't hit 100 wins this year. So, Kyle Busch. Win stage 2 leads 94 out of 171 laps. austin Cindric win stage 1. The race had 10 cautions for 52 laps and 14 lead changes. Then we had the All-Star Open, which was basically if you haven't won a championship and you didn't win a stage in the past year, you don't get to be a part of the All-Star race. You also needed to have a race won this season as well. So... For all those who didn't fit the criteria, they were in the All-Star Open race. And there were three rounds. Round 1, Round 2, Round 3. If you won the round, you got to make the All-Star race. And then there was also a fan vote winner. So, Round 1 went to Ross Chastain. Round 2 to Tyler Reddick. Round 3 to Eric Almirola. And then Matt DiVenedetto won the fan vote. Now we go to the All-Star race. It was a 100-lap race. Only green flag laps counted. No laps under yellow. It isn't a uh, regular season event either, so it was an exhibition race, so no points mattered. But it was won by Kyle Larson, giving Kyle $1 million. The race had seven cautions, but as I said, caution laps didn't count. And this was Kyle Larson's third win in three weekends. He has been dominant. And he doesn't just run the NASCAR series. In the middle of the week, he'll be going to random dirt tracks and uh, running with those guys, too. So, Kyle Larson, if he doesn't win a championship this year, I think a whole lot of people are going to be disappointed, as I will. He's been just doing great, great things. So, IMSA was at Detroit Belle Isle, as was IndyCar. Race 1 and Race 2 were there, so there are two different races. We start with the pole, where Paddle Award got his second P1 award of the season, and started off on the pole for race one. Marcus Erickson would win his first race of the season, and in fact his first race in IndyCar and his first race planned in eight years. He restarted on first. He was the fourth first-time winner this season. Felix Rosenquist had a violent crash at lap 26, causing a red flag, then Romain Grosjean hit the wall, and IndyCar threw the red flag, so the race would finish under green, because in IndyCar rules, basically they can decide if they want the race to finish on the green, they'll throw the red flag, they'll get the track fixed and everything, and then everyone tries to go to, everyone just races for the like five laps that were left. With five laps to go, Will Power was leading, but his car would not refire because it was. They had stopped the race. He had a electronic malfunction, and he was unable to refire until like two, three laps later. And he'd have to finish in twentieth after he led 37 of 70 laps. And if the race would have finished under yellow, Will Power would have won. And Will Power would have got Penske their first victory of the season. So he was not happy after the race. You got to look up uh, Will Power's interview. He was very passionate. And uh, I don't think they're going to do what they do in like the NBA. If you uh, just go off on the uh, people in charge and they're going to find him. I hope not. But uh, yeah, you guys got to look it up. Just a Will Power uh, Detroit Belle Isle, race one. Podium was Marcus Erickson in 1st, Venus VK 2nd, Paddle Award 3rd, 2 cautions for 9 laps, 10 lead changes. Race 2, Joseph Newgarden was start on the pole for race 2, getting his first P1 award of the season. Paddle Award would then get a second win of the season, winning the 70-lap Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix race after passing. Joseph Newgarden with 3 laps to go, and, uh, he was able to pass Joseph Newgarden due to Joseph's, uh, Bad strategy call and untimely yellows. Uh, Joseph was dominant; he led 67 of 70 laps, uh, but had to finish in second. So the podium: Paddle Award first, Joseph Newgarden second, Alex Palou third. Uh, three caution for 11 laps and only one lead change. Thank God for DVR because I was able to uh, record the SRX's very first race. At Stafford Speedway. And it was a 100 lap main event. Won by Stafford's local superstar. And six time modified tour champion. Duck Kobe. For 80 out of 100 laps. So there was a 100 lap. Feature. With two heats. That were 15 minutes long. Greg Bipple would win heat one. He was the ringer by the way. Which means well. Frankly he won't be there all season. But he just came in. He wins Heat 1. Jacoby wins Heat 2. And uh, for Heat 1, the results were inverted. So, if you finish last in Heat 1. You start first Heat 2. And the results of Heat 2 determined the start uh, of the main event. So, you could have had the strategy. You just get last place Heat 1. Win Heat 2, start on the pole for the feature. Your podium was Doug Cobian 1st, Greg Biffle 2nd, Tony Stewart 3rd, and then both Michael Waltrip and Bill Elliott failed to finish the race. Uh, Michael hit the wall, had some damage. Bill Elliott had some uh, electronic malfunction and wasn't able to finish the race. He only was there for like four laps. Well, we had some, uh, we're going to be having some changes next week, uh, for IndyCar at Road America, Renas VK got in a bike crash. Uh, he suffered a clavicle injury, which, thanks to Google, I know it's a collarbone. Uh, on a cycling trail with his trainer, uh, during the training session, he crashed his bike. He will be replaced by Oliver Askew at Road America, and Oliver Askew is the super sub because he was the one who replaced Felix Rosenquist at Detroit. Inside his old car, by the way, because he was in IndyCar last year. Uh, There's a lot of theories to why he wasn't re-signed by Arrow McLaren. We're not going to get into that today, but uh, he gets replaced by Felix Rosenquist. But when Felix Rosenquist goes down, Oliver Askew gets to be the super sum. And he'll be the super sub replacing Venus VK this weekend for Ed Carpenter Racing. And Cody Ware will make his IndyCar debut at Road America for Dale Coyne Rick Ware Racing, driving the number 52 Honda. A couple of weeks ago, I wrongly said that a Cody would be behind the wheel of the number 51 Honda. And uh, that's just because... He drives, he drives the 51 car in NASCAR, and he drives the 52 car in IndyCar, and I mixed it up, and I apologize to all of you for my mistake. So Cody Ware will be at Road America, Oliver Askew will be at Road America, and Kevin Magnuson will be at Road America making his IndyCar debut uh, for the Felix Rosenquist, who was not medically cleared to be at Road America. So it's going to be a very exciting scene. Uh, Kevin coming off of his victory in Detroit get to be at Road America. Well, we got some upcoming races to talk about next week. IndyCar, keep talking about it. It'll be at Road America. Races at noon on NBCSN, and it will be live on the IndyCar Radio Network. Mark Jaynes and the gang. NASCAR going to be making its return to Nashville Super Speedway for the first time since 2011, and the Cup Series actually will be running for the first time at the Super Speedway. Truck race is Friday, June 18th at 8 p.m. on FS1 and MRN. Sfinity Series race is at 3:30 on MBCSN and MRN. and the Cup Series race is Sunday, June 20th at 3:30 on MBCSN and MRN. Now, every single week, the SRX Series is going to be Saturday night at 8 p.m. on CBS, not CBS Sports Network, main channel CBS. So, Saturday, June 19th at 8 on CBS, SRX Series gets to go to the Sprint Car Capital of the World, Knoxville Raceway, which is in Iowa, not Tennessee. Just want to put that out there. There's a lineup change because each week there's going to be a new local track superstar and a new ringer. So, the local superstar this week is Brian Brown, the ringer, Scott Bloomquist, And Haley Deegan will replace Tony Kanon, who had some prior uh, schedule engagements. So, Haley Deegan will be behind the wheel of the pink uh, number one car, instead of the pink number 48 car with Tony Kanon. The race will be, instead of 100 laps, it's 50 green flag laps with two 12-minute heats. And the results of heat one do not determine so the results of heat one they get flipped for heat number two, but then the combined results of heat one and heat two determine the main event and uh they also he has said he won't be doing his a uh, fun flag Ray everahan said that where he just throws the yellow flag out uh to bring everyone closer together, so it'll be interesting to see if he uh if he pays attention to that rule. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have finished another great episode of Maximum Speed. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Good podcast, Overcast, Digital Radio, Public, Verbal, and Spotify. My show email is podcast at gmail.com. My Twitter's at MaxGSports. All this information will be in the description. We will see you next week.